Hey, welcome to the second episode of the River Valley Podcast. My name is Kurt Graham, and I have the privilege of serving as an executive pastor here at River Valley, and I'm with Logan Ketterling as oh, well, yeah. Pastor Logan. Yeah, we're at uh, conference. At conference this week, we are sitting right now with hundreds of pastors and churches uh, ready to serve them and show them all that we do at River Valley and hopefully learn some stuff too. I love that we get to do this every single year. Uh, you're hosting the conference. You yeah. want to talk about that? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like you said, around 800 pastors from other churches plus our staff. It's going to be an amazing time. Pastor Herbert stuck around with us, as he mentioned, and uh, we just wanted to come live from uh, the conference. I mean, by the time you're listening, this isn't live, but we are here at conference. If that makes sense. But we're just excited for uh, all he's going to do, and uh, just just so many pastors that come here that inspire us, and then we get to inspire them back. And so it's an amazing time to just lean into the hundreds of churches that are coming to be a part of all that God's doing here. We are. We're going to follow up. Uh the message from Pastor Herbert and just talk more about who is the Holy Spirit, what he does in our life in a second. But I want to encourage everybody just off the top. The other day I went to Fleet Farm and uh, had to pick up some Adirondack chairs for our fire pit. And uh, every time you add something to your life, it also adds responsibility. So the thing that I, the thought that I'm, I've been thinking about and challenged by is I was thinking these chairs are going to benefit my life. They're just going to be a blessing. I get to sit around the bonfire. It's going to be awesome. I pick up these chairs, and as soon as I set them out on our little patio, they're looking nice. Everything's clean. I go back inside, and out of nowhere, nobody saw it coming. Not a weatherman, nothing. We had like a 10-minute tornado, <laughs> yeah. hurricane come through our neighborhood and if you're in the Twin Cities, maybe it hit your house yeah, yeah, too, but I remember it, was like that. A, it was a 10 minute nightmare and I, I wasn't thinking about the chairs, but after that storm passed through, it was quick, it was super fast after that storm passed through I found two of our chairs in the pond about <laughs> a half a block away and so then I had to get out, uh, uh, you know, we, we just moved recently, we don't have grass. So I'm walking through the mud, through, through our uh, soon-to-be yard, uh, over to a pond that's a half a block away, and I'm hiking up my pants to crawl into this pond. My pants get wet, I'm soaked, there's, there's seaweed all over these chairs. I finally get them and I pull them back. And uh, as I'm doing that, I'm thinking, I thought these chairs were going to be a blessing to my life, that they were going to add benefit, that's going to be super relaxing, but it, it came with a responsibility. Like, now I got to take care of these chairs. Now I got to think every time a storm comes through, I, I got to stack the chairs, I got to set them, I got to take care of these chairs. And uh, the reason I'm telling the story is because every single person, when you add to your life, it requires responsibility. And when God, God for sure has a plan for your life, he wants to expand your life, he wants to do big things through your life, uh, but there's a responsibility that comes with it. And I wanna encourage you today that everything that the Lord wants to add to your life, as it also adds responsibility, he's gonna give you the strength, the energy to take care of it. And there are some people listening I found this in my own life. The Lord built me to, to be a local church builder. Every time I've tried to, tried to add something external to just building local church, for me, it's brought about anxiety, it's brought about uh, paranoia or fear, it's fall, fell flat. Um, there are some people listening, you've added to your life and it's brought about that same type of anxiety. And let me say it another way, the anxiety that you feel 
maybe because you've overcomplicated your life to the degree that God says, no, I need you to simplify. I need you to pare back. And so just, just it's kind of two thoughts now saying, the Lord will call you to add to your life, to pick up new things, to take new ground, to advance forward, but it's gonna require new responsibility. He will give you the grace to take care of those things. Separately from that, we can overcomplicate because we're greedy, we want more, we want this, that, and the other thing, we're keeping up with the Joneses. You might be listening and saying, I'm experiencing a certain degree of anxiety or fear or worry, I'm stressed, I'm in financial stress, my, my relationships aren't great, and it may be because you've overcomplicated your life to the degree that God says, no, I need you to pare back, I need you to simplify and live in peace. And so, uh, go with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in what you add to your life. It may be as simple as an Adirondack chair <laughs> that I thought, man, now I got four chairs that I got to take care of. And uh, anyways, it's a blessing. It's a goofy story. No, it's a good reminder, though. And as we're in this season of take ground, I think the expectation around taking ground cannot be, oh, it's going to be easy. It's going to be simple. No, taking ground, advancing uh, takes, takes a lot of work. It takes new responsibility. Yeah. You can do what God has put on your life, like just as a reminder. But it will be difficult. Pastor Dave is uh, Dave Olson. They they just started now. They they finished their last week as miniaturistic campus pastors, and they're going to start the Chaska campus. And I I told them at the beginning of this process, it's going to be the hardest thing you've done. You know, they're stepping into something brand new, taking new ground. It's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. You his response was, I was made for it. Yeah, I was made for it. We are coming alive in this. We love the last season of ministry that we've been able to do as a family, but I was made for this new adventure. But I think some people have, they have this false expectation. And again, I love how Dave responded to that. But they have a false expectation of what something's going to be. And then they're let down because of that expectation. But I think to your point, if you have a strong leader or even a parent or whatever it is that, that says, hey, this is going to be tough. Yep. This isn't going to be easy, but you can do it. And I think that's the message for Christ followers, right? It's oh, yeah. This is not going to be easy. Living out your faith in this environment, it's, it's only going to get harder for you. But... It's the rewarding thing. It's the faithful thing. It's the fruitful thing. And I think that's a reminder to everyone is, yes, it might not be easy. We shouldn't paint this rosy picture that following Jesus is always going to be the moments where whenever you need him, he's going to come. He's going to rescue you and save you. No, he's going to walk beside you. But sometimes you need to carry the weight. Yeah, I, I think it was Pastor Chris Hodges that said, comfort is the enemy to your calling. Mm. And as we're going to take around year as a church, and just so you know, when Pastor Rob gives vision for the year, it's also vision for your life. It's not just the church that's taking ground. You're a part of this church. This is your home. And we've got a spiritual authority and a lead pastor that, that is hearing from God saying, we are going to take ground this year. You better believe that he's praying for you on the other end of this microphone right now. Pastor Rob and our leaders, our pastors, we're praying for you that you would take ground in your family, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your business, in the schools, in the neighborhood, that you'll take ground for the kingdom of God. Right. And uh, comfort is the enemy to our calling in taking ground this year. And so I'm not living for comfort. I'm, I'm adding to the responsibility. I'm signing up for it. I'm saying, hey, I'm in for whatever is to come. If it's Chaska, if it's another location, if it's beyond Minnesota, there are exciting things that are happening. Uh, and, and just 
just on this take ground note, want to highlight the fact that Egan Campus is going to be our first campus adding a service. That was a part of Vision Message at the beginning of the year. Egan is going to start here just in the next couple weeks. They're starting a Monday night service. They're planning that this service could go on forever. It might just also be a summer experiment. Either way, it doesn't matter. I love taking risks, saying, is this going to work? And what's really cool in the in light of taking ground, this service is going to have Spanish elements added. And so the worship and the message uh, during Monday night service is going to have Spanish subtitles. And we are working on the right equipment and uh, installation for Spanish translation as well. But Egan's going first. That service is not just for Spanish speakers, but it's going to, it's like a hospitality move. It's a hosting move. It's a care move that if we have Spanish speakers in our church that love our church, but maybe don't speak English to the degree where they're comfortable listening to the message. Sometimes we get the feedback that we're talking too fast. Sure. Subtitles can help. And so yeah, we're a family member that maybe they want to invite that doesn't yep. English isn't their first language, or you know, even even from cultural components, right? There's there's a familiarity, and I think sometimes for people uh, who who don't have that experience, they don't they don't see it often. But if you were to go, like I know when we on, go on a global team and they sing a song in English, you go, oh, this is awesome! I can sing this song. I understand it. Yep. Well, think about it. That's for other people. So we're just trying to make room for more people. So this month, Egan is starting a Monday night service, and it's for everybody that calls Egan their home, River Valley their home. It's for every Spanish speaker as well, and so really excited about that. I, I was in Iowa this weekend. I missed Pastor Herbert's message, uh, but he's talking about the, the Holy Spirit, yeah. and we'll get into that. I, was, I had the opportunity to speak to staff at one of our network churches, actually Summit Creek Church. I went to Bible school with Pastor Jonathan and Heather Palmer, and just love spending time with their staff in talking the different things that we do as a church that are hopefully helping build our church. And so also, anytime I'm visiting a church, I'm trying to learn something from them. What are they doing that we're not doing? And so uh, that, that was just a privilege to be there on Saturday and then preach two services and then shoot back here for conference time. But yes. we'd love to talk a little bit about Pastor Herbert's message. Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it was funny. Last week we talked about Home Team Weekend and and how I was able to to share for our online campus as well as at Apple Valley. And my dad gave me a bunch of notes on things that I need to do to just be, work on, be a better communicator. Some positive, hey, here's what you did well. Here's just ways that we can get better. That's Pastor Rob is the best at giving feedback. Yes, he always has great feedback for us. And so as I was reading through the notes, you know, okay, that makes sense. I have questions about that. As I was listening to Pastor Herbert's message, Everything that was in my dad's notes about how I should be a better communicator, Herbert did. And I was no. just laughing because it was like, oh, he tied a personal story to that or he he made it more relatable or things. And again, preaching is not a, a manufacturing of a, of a talk. It's truly hearing from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But it was just funny. I leaned over to my dad during service. And I said, man, all the notes that you gave me, he's doing. And so for those yes. uh, who, who've listened to that or who still have yet to listen to that, they can just go on the podcast and go to the message before or head to the YouTube channel. But yeah, he talked about the Holy Spirit. When this series, uh, Home Team Weekend, kicked it off, Herbert talked about the Holy Spirit and he talked about the power of the Holy Spirit yeah, yeah. and uh, just emphasized, he read so many scriptures, so many scriptures, and I was uh, tough, tough writing them down, but there were three main points. And he cleans us up, the whole, this is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit cleans us up, he fills us up, and then he pours us out. And yeah. you know, for those who, who listened, or maybe you're, you're gonna go listen later, that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit, he transforms us, he cleans us, he, he washes away. Pastor Herbert shared his testimony about how, how he was 
a high school captain of the football team, went to a fellowship of Christian athletes just because he wanted free pizza, and then he went and heard <laughs> hey, his story. there's nothing wrong with offering yeah, free pizza totally. at any ministry event or But anything. he, he yeah. said that's why he went, you know, and then he, he heard the message of Jesus, accepted Christ, and there was something about that that changed him. He hadn't been discipled, but he just knew that he needed to change, and that's the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit. He changes us, and then obviously he fills us up, and I'm excited for, for this next weekend as Pastor Rob's going to be teaching about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He yep. fills us up, he gives us more, and then he pours us out on other people. The Holy Spirit is not meant to be something that we keep for ourselves. It's meant to be something that that pours us out. And uh, his message was so inspiring for us. Again, he's here with us at conference again. But I think that's a reminder for all of us that we need to not just be... We, we talked about the Holy Spirit and who he is, but we need to receive him and then we need to give him out. We need to use this gift and continue to be replenished in that. And so I thought it was an amazing message. And again, I yeah. know those who are listening in their car or who watched it are nodding their heads or those who haven't listened need to go check it out. Yeah, I love, I, I love each one of those points. The first one being that the Holy Spirit cleans us up. There, there's a spiritual word called sanctification. When you give your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit moves into you. Right. Like he lives in you. It's called the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And sanctification is this process of being formed into the image of Christ. That there are people before Christ, they were maybe addicted to different things or they had different insecurities or they were believing certain lies of the enemy, whatever it is. When the Holy Spirit moves into your life, he does clean us up and the process of sanctification starts. And... uh, we will, we will live in the finality of sanctification as we make it to heaven. Right. So we never arrive here on earth, but we can always be better. And what's cool is that there's so many testimonies. I don't know if you have an example in your own life, but testimonies of people that gave their lives to Christ. I, my father-in-law is an example that he drank seven days a week before uh, living for Jesus. And his process of sanctification after, after getting saved, it wasn't instantaneous that he just didn't like the taste of alcohol. And when I say drank seven days a week, I mean too much. His process was over a year that he gave his life to Christ, then he drank six days a week. And then he drank five days a week, and then four days a week, until he's now not had a drink for 30 years, and 30 plus years. And that that's an example of maybe a slower version of sanctification in one specific area that had a stronghold in his life. But there's other people too, and this is the power, the power of the Holy Spirit that when you give your life to Christ, there are other testimonies where people like, I, I, I did this all the time. I was addicted to this. This is what I was into. And the day I gave my life to Christ is the day I had a distaste for the thing I used to be addicted to. I no longer wanted to see it, touch it, think about it, experience it. All I wanted was more of Jesus. And so both, I believe, are equally powerful. That sometimes what the Holy Spirit does in your life takes time, takes a decade, takes multiple decades of forming and purifying and cleansing and pruning. And then there's other times that it's like, boom, right now the Holy Spirit is moving in your life. Uh, Both are equally powerful. Both are supernatural. And I love that the Holy Spirit does clean us up. Right. And And I think the reminder to us in that is that for those who it takes a while, let that not be your excuse yeah. for your 
lack of purity or for the pursuit of holiness. That's not yep. an excuse. It's a, it's a reality for people that grace comes. You, you, you see the New Testament all throughout. There's people who they take a couple steps forward, take a step back. It's not an excuse, but it's a truth that if we continue to press on, God is continuing to sanctify us. And so let it be more of an encouragement than a, a crutch to fall on, yeah. but to say, we're trying to be more like Christ. The desire, and I love what, what Pastor Herbert said. He said, the Holy Spirit, it takes you from, from having to be holy to wanting to be holy. Yep. And you want to be sanctified. You want to be more like Christ. Yeah, yeah. That, that third point, because Pastor Robert, Pastor Robbie really this weekend is going to talk about the fills us up, the infilling right. of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, uh, which is even greater gifts and even greater power. So I'm excited for this coming weekend. But that third point is the Holy Spirit pours us out. I love looking at the life of Jesus when he lived on this earth, um, which side note you talked about in week one, uh, that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit didn't show up in the upper room and that's when the Holy Spirit was created. No, the Holy Spirit was at the beginning, but also Jesus was at the beginning. So right. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Jesus was at the beginning at creation, uh, but he took on humanity. He left heaven, came to earth in human form. Uh, that's what we celebrate at Christmas, the coming of Emmanuel. Emmanuel. But I love looking at his life, how he lived ministry. When he started his ministry, he's 30 years old, and for three years, you talk about pouring out. So he was baptized by John the Baptist, his cousin, and then the symbol of the Holy Spirit coming down like a dove, landing on his shoulder, God the Father saying, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. Um, amazing. So the, the Holy Spirit is there at the beginning as he's about to step into the pour it out. He spends three years pouring out his life. I love, I think it's John that says, if we wrote down everything that Jesus did yep. in those three years, the libraries around the world could not contain. I believe the internet could not contain all that Jesus did and what he accomplished in three years. Jesus is the one that said, you will do greater things than I. Right. Oh, I mean, that's like blow your mind crazy. How is that even possible? It's possible by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if Jesus, there, there's so many examples, and we don't have it right now in front of us, but there's so many examples of like, Jesus poured it out all day. Yeah. And then he had to deal with the disciples all night. And they were, you know, crossing uh, the Sea of Galilee. And then there's another crowd of people waiting. And then there's a demoniac waiting. And then there's people that, uh, you know, are running to see him and that need healing and that need deliverance. And, and, and I mean, he's just being bombarded for three years on this mission. Really, the, the mission wasn't just to heal people and then get out. His mission was to save humanity from their sins, to forgive them of their sins and to accomplish what he did on the cross. It's just crazy. It, it, his life would have been exhausting, could not have been done in the natural, fully man part, but because he was fully God, right. full of the spirit of God. And today, you listening, a part of our church, or wherever you're listening from, if you've given your life to Christ, you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're full of the Holy Spirit, and you can do the even greater that Jesus talked about. Yeah. And think about even your day in the workplace, in your neighborhood, with your family. What's the even greater look like for you? We were made to pour it out. I, we, we come to church every weekend. We're not looking for a normal Sunday. We're not looking for a normal service. We're not looking for a check the box, being a part of a check the box church. We're looking for being a part of a church. This is me. I'm, I'm just speaking for myself. I want to be a part of a church that's like, 
I'm pouring it out today. I'm pouring it out tomorrow. I'm pouring it out the next day. I'm giving my life. I'm laying down my life for the sake of the gospel. I want to do everything possible to see as many people saved. I want to serve. I want to give. I want to go. I want to do everything I can to see more people saved. The Holy Spirit is who gives you the power and the supernatural energy to pour it out again. If you're tired today, you can pour it out again. You need a moment with God, a moment with the Holy Spirit. One second, the Holy Spirit can fill you up. Once, If you feel like you're empty, one moment in the presence of God, you can be full and overflowing. And so get get with the Lord today and say, Lord, fill me up so I can be poured out. Right. Yeah, I, I know for me, even with conference week, uh, last night I, I was I had a migraine and it was just bothering me. And I'm, oh my goodness, this is hard. And we, we have all this work we've been leading yeah. up to this. You're, you're not, conference doesn't start today right. for you yeah. and for all of our team. Our team's been working for weeks and months. And so for you, uh, I'm sure you, you have been pouring it out, and now you need two full days, 24-7, right. of more pouring it out. How are you going to do that? Yeah, I, I, this. I mean, this morning I got up early, and I just threw on worship music right away and was just playing it all, you know, shower, getting ready, on the way over here, just just tr- trying to get more from God, trying to get more of that presence. Last night even praying, Lord, heal my migraine, help me to sleep well tonight, just little things. And I think sometimes people can feel, oh, well, that's sure. That's what pastors do. They just pray all the time and do that. No, that's what believers do. That's what you read throughout the the Bible that as they're walking their steps, they're, they're praying for people. They're ready to pour it out. And I think that maybe for people that are out there and again, this, yes, I'm tired. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm beaten down at times, yep. but it's, you have to refill yourself. But people are, are asking, how can I be used by God for big things? Yeah, yeah. Well, if we're not ready, you know, I remember in baseball that uh, our coaches used to always tell us, you have to be in the ready position. Yep. Every single play might come to you. You don't know yep. where the ball is going to go. You got to be in the ready position. So every time you get down in the ready position, because the ball might come to you. And I think there's a lot of Christians out there that are not in the ready position, like Herbert so talked good. about. Yeah, they're yeah. on they're on red, they're, their phone battery's dead. Well, but then you go, oh God, I want to be used by you. Well, you're not even in the ready position. You don't even have yeah, your yeah. uniform on. You know, put on the armor of God. Be prepared. Go out and and, and, and and be ready to minister to people. Well, if you're not filled up, if you're not ready, then then why would the Lord looking down at all his disciples on the earth say, oh, let me put them in a situation where they could pray over somebody who needs a miraculous healing. Well, and again, I'm not saying that God is judging you for that, but he's looking for ready people. Yeah. He says, what does he say? He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. I believe there's lots of Christians, but not people who are ready to work because they haven't filled themselves up. And so for me, I literally cannot do this without the presence yeah. of God. Yeah, and there's something too about kind of flesh and spirit, and there's so much scripture around it, but we live in a world right now that is like almost idolizing rest, 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 right. rest, rest. So I'm going to, I'm resting to get physically strong, physically strong, physically strong, but you can be physically strong and spiritually weak. Your mm, spirit is weak right. and vice versa. Just go with me for a second. You can, you can be physically weak in regards to you've poured it out. I've utilized my energy. I've, I've, I've served people today. I've done what the Lord's asked me to do. I, I, I've poured myself out. I, I'm feeling tired and weak. And we even see Jesus in the Bible. He was tired. He was feeling weak, but he was spiritually strong. Right. And there's no, there's no more fulfilling feeling than pouring yourself out 
but yet feeling my spirit is strong. I am doing exactly what I was created to do. I was, I'm doing exactly what I was called to do. And uh, I'll never forget, my. I, I'm a pastor's kid. My dad, for, for years and years, lead pastor. And when he, he was in the grind of every seven days, there's a, no, a new service. Every seven days, we, we've got more going on, and let alone all the midweek ministry. Then he stepped out of that to go to North Central, North Central University and serve there. And he was now out of that seven day turnaround and that grind. And I asked him, how are you enjoying, enjoying not being a lead pastor? And he said, no stress and no fulfillment. Mm. And he went through a season of, we were, we were made to be under tension. We were made to pour ourselves out. We were made to work hard six days and to rest one. We were not made to rest six days and to work one. And so uh, I'll, I'll just never forget that example. I think it was Pastor Choco de Jesus that said the, the phrase, we're made to be uh, under tension, yeah. like a rubber band. A rubber band's not fulfilled unless it's under tension. It doesn't like sitting in the drawer doing nothing. A rubber band was designed and made to be under a certain level of tension. Now you can overdo it and you can snap, but as Christ followers, and this is my own experience, I like being under pressure and under tension, having problems to solve, having work to do, having things in front of me that the Lord wants me to accomplish. That's what I was made for. And I can have one moment in the presence of God and he can fill me up the power of the Holy Spirit to overflowing and I can do it again the next day. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I want to get to questions and end with prayer here in a second. But one last thing that jumped to my mind, be careful what you complain about because the tension that you have today, someone else wishes they had. And I think about even in, in my wife and I's life, like I, when we hear people that you know, talk about their kids and they're complaining, oh my goodness, like I had to get up in the middle of the night and I had to take care of them or, or you know, just things that happen. You're tired as a parent, it's frustrating, or, or can you believe the, what they did or whatever it is? Well, my wife and I, we, we wanna have children. That's our yeah. desire. It's like the, the tension that you're living in, that's what we're after. And so whether you're in a leadership position or yep. you have a bunch of kids or whatever it is, or it's the thing that God has asked you to steward is a responsibility. And it doesn't mean that we can't make you know comments here and there. I'm not trying to, to point people out in that way. But I do think that the thing that God has given you that is providing that tension is that gift. It is that responsibility. It's those Adirondack chairs that you're going to enjoy, but you have to take care of them in order to sit in them there and enjoy There is a it. tension to manage yes. with those Adirondack chairs because apparently Minnesota has hurricanes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And there, there's people in the workplace, you're in the workplace. The tension you feel is the reason you were hired. Yeah. You weren't hired to just sit and be comfortable. You're hired to solve problems, to, to do something, to accomplish. And so a lot of times when you're complaining about attention, even in the workplace, it's like, that's why you're hired. Right. Solve the problem. Uh, and, and yeah, you yeah. could lose your promotion if you want to, if you don't want that tension. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, want to get to some questions here yeah, and please. we encourage, encourage people if, if there's questions for us, uh, questions for Pastor Rob in the future, which we're going to have him on in the future here. Um, uh, Sebastian goes by Seabass. He's uh, from Rosemount. I love it. And uh, he said, is there any websites or specific study Bible you would recommend for someone? May, like if, if we're looking to press in, learn more from the things of God, what, yeah. what are the websites you use or do you have a Bible or what's your process? Yeah, I, I, I think two that I use, the Spirit-Filled Bible. Uh, it's got great... Um, it's got great commentary and footnotes all throughout. It's got it's got some of the original language as well. Like, hey, here's the imagery of the original Greek word or the original Hebrew word. 
So the Spirit-Filled Life Bible is what it's called. Um, and then another one is the Fire Bible. So we have this on Disciple You on our app where you'll see different courses. Uh, two of the courses that I've taught are from the Fire Bible. It has 77 articles, statements of belief on different hot topics and different theological topics. And so the fire, you, you can just Google Fire Bible and that's, a, that's an amazing, amazing resource. Uh, I, would, I would say also, this is a little bit more in depth uh, in regards to study, but the software called Logos, there, there's unlimited resource on Logos. It's like a library where you, it, it comes with a bunch of free resource, but then you can also purchase more resource uh, as well. And so I use Baker Encyclopedia. That's an amazing biblical encyclopedia. I would say the Bible Project as well. For those who yep. maybe have not watched that, you can see every book of the Bible on YouTube in like a seven to you know five to seven minute clip. And then they also have different themes of the Bible, talking about love and salvation and different things. And uh, just a great overview. I don't think it's the the end all be all, but yep. I think it's a great starting point to say if I if we're reading a book like right now in soap, you know we're reading Genesis. Yep, it'd be great to watch the Bible Project that gives you an overview of the book, so then you know what you're reading and what comes next. I actually did it the other day. We were when we were in Joel. Um, it was it was one day of soap because it's three chapters, and so just today we're reading the book of Joel. And it had been a while since I had read that book. And so I went to the Bible Project on YouTube and just watched the overview of the book of Joel uh, right there. And so even as a pastor, we we use those resources uh, that are available to anybody. And Nathan Finocchio has spoke at our church in the past. He's here at conference uh, this week as well. He started what's called TheosU. That's a subscription-based it's like college-level classes. It goes really in-depth on different hot topics, different theological topics, and I think it's $14 a month. And so cancel your Netflix <laughs> and sign up for Theos U, yeah. and, and you can jump into amazing, amazing Bible study on Theos U yeah, as well. Yeah, there's thousands of videos on there, and, and you can just search the topic and say, this is what I want to learn about. I just did it the other day. I was studying for something, and I said, oh, talk, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, and watch some videos there. So it's a great resource as well. And this is another question. Uh, could you dig into what it means to be a non-denominational church? Yeah, now, really I think that's, that's a great question to answer. Yep. So, so just so you know, we're getting these questions from our, our River Valley MN Instagram handle, yep. as well as Facebook, as well as uh, people are emailing in. I think even this weekend, say an email online at rivervalley.org. So yeah. there's different ways to just put, put questions in uh, that we'd love to answer here on the podcast. A non-denominational church, it's a great question. Uh, it, it would be way too long to explain what denomination are we non-denominational? Yeah, yeah. No, we, we're not non-denominational. Yeah. I think some people think that. Yeah. So we are affiliated with ARC, which is not a denomination, but it's a church planting movement as well as church multiplication network, a church planting movement. So we're a part of those. I think from the outside, people could look at ARC and go, oh, that's a denomination. Nope, it's yeah, not. It's not, yeah. it's not a spiritual covering. It's not accountability. Uh, it's not statement of beliefs, things like that. It's a way of doing church or a style of doing church. It has strategy. Uh, so what we are affiliated with is, is technically called a movement uh, called the Assemblies of God. And so we would be affiliated with that denomination or movement, the Assemblies of God. And so River Valley Church is not the first thing we stay on stage of like, welcome to First Assembly. Yeah, a lot of churches used to be called their name and then their denomination. So First Assembly, First Baptist, you know, people would recognize that. But now in the age of social media, churches have changed. We haven't changed our name in 25 years. We changed it like in the first two years. Used to be Hosanna Christian Center. Um, But yeah, we haven't changed it. But there's a lot of churches with cool, trendy, 
70 names um, that are still affiliated with the movement. And um, all, all of our pastors on our team uh, are asked to pursue credentials through the Assemblies of God. So, yep. so we're credentialed in the Assemblies of God. Yep. And uh, Pastor Rob is credentialed through the Assemblies of God. And then people who are on our team who join, who say, hey, we want to be a pastor on this team. We allow them to serve in a role for a time. But then eventually they need to be studying, working towards getting their credentials. And that's when they get the official title of pastor from our church. So. Yeah, and Pastor Rob sits on uh, the national executive team for these of God as well. There are districts, so we are in the Minnesota district here in the Twin Cities, uh, and it really is, it, denomination can be like a covering. I do want to say that there are amazing non-denominational churches yeah. as well, and so I think when it comes to like what's biblical and what's healthy, uh, I, I really think it comes down to their governance structure and you know, is the lead pastor the king of the world that, sure. that they own all the buildings, they make all the decisions, and there's no accountability, and it's... That, I'm sure there are churches out there like that. We are structured within the Assemblies of God. We have a covering. We have an elder board. Uh, Pastor Rob is the leader of the, that board, the leader of our church. Uh, but he would even say, you know, uh, Pastor Mark Dean at Minnesota, that's, yep. that's his pastor. Doug Clay is his pastor. That's the national superintendent of the Assemblies of God. And so even our lead pastor is under a covering. And I think that that's really, really healthy. Uh, but we're not opposed to a non-denominational church. We will celebrate every Bible-believing and even more specifically, spirit-filled church. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're... Uh we can maybe dive in more on that in another episode and uh, you can hear that the buzz are behind us with conference <laughs> it's exciting there's you know pastors are coming in it's amazing yep. I want to get to some prayer requests and then we, we can do a praise report and then, then we got a song new song new song oh, from man. ages ages it hasn't been released yet but they're recording a version just for this podcast yep. so it hasn't been released yet but uh, Teague put this on the app he said hey River Valley I'm asking for prayer for my sister Krista she's addicted to alcohol was taken to the hospital by ambulance for a sixth time she she was once a strong Christian, but has had some major setbacks and can't break the chains. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I need prayer. So let's pray for Teague and for Krista that just she would receive freedom in Jesus' name. Also, Maddie said, I need prayer for my wrist for it to heal. She has a competition coming up and she needs her wrist yep. for it. So praying for that. There's obviously people that are praying for more filling of the Holy Spirit this yep. weekend after Pastor Herbert leaning into this weekend. So there are prayer requests in our church. They, these are just a few that represent the hundreds of requests that are happening. So Yeah, there's so many prayer requests, so many needs, and we genuinely care. We, we are going to pray, uh, but also the Lord is doing the miraculous. Yes, and yes. so check out this, this uh, testimony that came in this week. It says, Last night, Joe received dynamic healing in his hip and his back from a condition his chiropractor couldn't help with or explain. Joe couldn't walk upstairs or even put on his socks. But after prayer, the pain was completely gone. Wow. There's more detail in this that uh, Joe has a dog and they put up a dog gate on the stairs. And I mean, he couldn't even put on his socks. And now he's he's able to jump over the dog gate wow. going up the stairs. And so it's hard uh, for me to do sometimes. I know it's <laughs> difficult. You got two dogs. Yeah, I got a dog gate. Yeah, you got a dog gate. All right. God is doing the miraculous, and that's answered prayer right there uh, where he's dealing with pain. He's in our church. Somebody's praying. Our church is praying, and God is answering prayer. We serve a miraculous God. Is it cool if I pray? Yes. And then we're going to hear a brand new song from Noah Milan uh, and River Valley Ages. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in our church. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that you clean us up, you fill us up, and you pour us out. Lord, we pray over every need in our church, specifically these needs about somebody that's dealing with the issue of 
of alcohol. Set them free, Lord. Heal their body. Strengthen their body, Lord. Yes. Every need, even the even one that seems maybe like a smaller need. It's not a small need in that they need, it sounds like their wrist healed. There's a competition. Lord, heal their body. Lord, I pray for provision in our church. I pray for cleansing in our church. I pray for baptism in the Holy Spirit in our church. Lord, clean us up, fill us up, and pour us out. We thank you and we celebrate Joe, his life that you have healed him from hip and back pain and he's jumping over dog gates. We praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Amen. If the battery dies and so does our height, what are we even doing? If it's all for a show and nobody knows, what are we even proving? I want the world to know forever and ever a life with you it just gets better and better i can't replace it no nothing will change it you got my heart all i really want is you Jesus is you, you're making me new The love that I was missing Now everyone sees your spirit in me There's so much more to live in I want the world to know Forever and ever A life with you It just gets better and better I can't replace it No, nothing will change you got my heart All I really want is you All I really want is you I want the world to know Forever and ever Just gets better and better I can't replace it No, nothing will change it You got my heart And all I really want is you All I really want is you